0: This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at channel one You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programmes are also available on TuneIn, and via satellite, UTILSAT 16A. On 11.512 MHz, vertical polarisation, azimuth 16 degrees east. Symbol rate, 29.950 MHz per second. Standard, DVB-S2. Modulation, 8PSK. Audio PID, 510. We wish you good reception conditions. <laughs>
1: Hello and welcome to a new broadcast coming to you from Radio Romania International Studios in Bucharest. I am Vlad Balku with the News Bulletin. Let's look at the top stories. Romanian President Klaus Johannes is paying a visit to Singapore. The biodiversity of the Danube Delta is not affected by dredging works on the Bistroi Canal, Romanian authorities say. And the International Theatre Festival in Sibiu will today be awarded the Castello Award for culture and festivals. After his official visit to Japan, President Klaus Johannes is paying a visit to Singapore, where earlier today he held talks with his counterpart, Halima Jakob. According to the presidency, the president highlighted Romania's goal to step up bilateral relations with Singapore. Additionally, the president spoke of a set of common goals pursued by both presidents, such as inclusion policies, economic and social development, and green transition. The two officials also examined the results of initiatives and actions conducted with a view to promoting information society and cybersecurity, education, gender equality, climate actions, and green transition. President Johannes expressed Romania's interest to tap into the full potential of bilateral relations, specifically in terms of economic cooperation and investments. Klaus Johannes underscored Bucharest's objective to attract investment, arguing that Romania is the third largest EU provider of IT services to Singapore. The President of Singapore, Halima Jacob, in turn highlighted the importance of the bilateral relation considering Romania's growing profile at EU and NATO levels, particularly in the geopolitical context generated by the war in Ukraine. President Jakob also addressed the need to boost investment and two-way trade, considering the opportunities provided by such sectors as IT and c cybersecurity and tourism. The biodiversity of the Danube Delta is not affected by dredging works on the Bistroi Canal, and the water flow on the river Danube did not report any significant changes compared to statistics published in recent years, says Environment Minister Tanczos Barna after the first measurements conducted by Romanian authorities on the branch of Kilia and Romanian sections of the Danube. The Romanian officials said Ukrainian authorities must provide consent in writing before the three ships of the Transport Ministry can finalize depth measurements across the entire section of the Kilya branch, run a new analysis of water flows and provide their final report. Authorities from Romania and Ukraine have agreed to measure the depth of the Danube River after Kiev started dredging the Bistroi Canal. The Ukrainian Infrastructure Ministry said that once dredging works were completed, the depth of Bistroi grew from 3.9 to 6.5 meters. Kiev has, however, denied that the works violated any agreement. Bucharest wants to make sure Ukraine's operation does not impact ecosystems in the Danube Delta, a protected UNESCO World Heritage Site. According to a study conducted by the Knight Frank Global Wealth Sizing Model, over 91,000 Romanians have a wealth exceeding 1 million US dollars. Of these 1828 Romanians are considered extremely rich with total assets exceeding 30 million US dollars each. Their number doubled over 2016-2021 with an additional 700 Romanians expected to join this elite club by 2026. In 2021, Romania had the highest number of super-rich people in the region, ahead of Poland, a country that has twice Romania's population. Over 1,067 people were described as super-rich in Poland, 600 in the Czech Republic, 484 in Greece and 235 in Hungary. Most people with considerable wealth live in the United States, China, Japan, France and Germany. The International Theatre Festival in Sibiu is today expected to receive the Castello Award for Culture and Festivals in a special ceremony organized in Spain. According to the president of the International Theatre Festival in Sibiu, Konstantin Kiriak, the distinction was awarded over the years to the Venice Carnival, Oktoberfest in Munich, or the Lyon Light Festival. This year's edition of the festival will be held over June 23rd, July 2nd. And that was the news.
0: car scrapping program known as RABLA is due to start on March 24th in Romania. I'm Michala Ignatescu with more in this report by Mihai Pelin. (music) The Bucharest government has approved the budget of the Environmental Fund Administration, EFA, which allows the start of the RABLA 2023 car scrapping program by the end of the month. The Rabla Classic and Rabla Plus programs have an increased budget, which this year is 1.5 billion lei This year's addition brings two major changes compared to previous years. Thus, for the Classic Rabla program, the cancellation premium increases from 1,200 euros, as it was last year, to 1,400 euros to cover the 16% inflation rate registered at the end of 2022. In total, with two scrapping premiums and a low-emissions engine, you can get almost a 3,000 euro discount, that is a quarter of the price of a new volume car with basic equipment. In the Rabla Plus program, through which the state offers a bonus of almost 11,000 euros for electric cars, The Ministry of the Environment introduced a threshold of €75,000 for the maximum value of the new car. There is also a new programme, Rabla Local, which will be developed and implemented in collaboration with local town halls. The budget for this new programme is €49 million and 20% of the total is to be covered by the local authorities. That is, 490 euros will be paid from the FA FR budget and 120 euros from the local budget. Thus, the beneficiary will receive a total of 610 euros for each car older than 15 years that will be scrapped. At the same time, in 2023, the program for bicycle lanes continues with a budget of 50 million lei, which is 10 million euros, but also Rabla for electrical appliances, with a budget of approximately 15 million euros. The government will also increase funds for environmental programs such as the greenhouse for the installation of photovoltaic panels, Prime Minister Nikolai Chuka said. He stated that the number of beneficiaries is increasing. Prime Minister
2: Nicolae Ciucă. We
0: decided to double the funds earmarked for such projects. Approximately 2 billion euros will therefore be available for the installation of photovoltaic panels and that could benefit around 80,000 households. And since we talk about renewable sources, in order to strengthen its development strategy in this field, Public Power Core, the largest utility company in Greece, is acquiring the operations in Romania of the Italian group Enel in exchange for 1.26 billion euros. According to experts, through cheap production costs, PPC will thus double its production from renewable sources. After in Greece, due to restrictions, it was forced to reduce its market share. Since 2005, Enel has played an important role in the energy market in Romania where it has over 3 million customers. Through this acquisition, the Greek company, which has 6 million customers, is going to strengthen its geostrategic position in the Balkan region, becoming the largest player in southeastern Europe. <music>
3: The Romanian officials resumed talks in Brussels on Romania's accession to the Schengen area. I am Lucremiara Simeon with details in this commentary by Daniel Abudu. <music> Romania maintains its goal to join the Schengen area this year, the Romanian Interior Minister Lucian Bode announced in Brussels. Even if the subject of Romania's entry into the free travel area was not on the agenda of the Justice and Home Affairs Council, The Romanian official reiterated that Bucharest might have a chance of integration in 2023. For this, however, the subject should be included on Spain's List of Priorities, a country that will hold the rotating presidency of the EU in the second part of this year. According to the Romanian official, the European Interior Ministers reiterated their support, but Austria, which was opposed to Romania's accession also in December, maintains its reservations. Lucian Bode.
1: I
4: want
3: to welcome the statements of several Interior Ministers who reiterated their support for the accession of Romania and Bulgaria to the Schengen area. The Spanish Interior Minister specifically requested that this objective be reached by the Member States this year. He confirmed to me that on March 30th he will be in Bucharest on a working visit and on the occasion we will certainly be able to discuss the goals of the Spanish Presidency and the goal that we want to be a priority for the Spanish presidency, namely Romania's accession to the Schengen area, said Minister Bode. According to Minister Lucian Bode, the expansion of the Schengen area beyond the advantages brought to Romania will raise the level of security on the EU borders. Moreover, he says, the new figures presented by the European Commission during the meeting show that migration along the Western Balkan corridor has decreased by almost half compared to last year. The Romanian Interior Minister believes that this is an additional argument for the fact that security at the border of Europe has been strengthened. However, some Romanian MEPs say that Romania would not have any chances of entering the free travel area this year. Eugen Tomac, the MEP who sued the European Council at the European Court of Justice, accuses the Council of violating the European legislation and of political discrimination. He says that although the three states met the technical criteria, the Council made the political decision to reject Romania and Bulgaria, while Croatia was accepted at the December Council in Brussels. Ilgen Tomak also initiated a petition entitled, Romania deserves to be in Schengen, and invites Romanians to sign it. Ilgen Tomac. We want our voice, our message related to this topic to be very clear and correctly understood by the European decision makers. It is a legitimate move. The Council made an act of injustice that must be repaired at the Court of Justice of the European Union, said Eugen Tomac. It should also be mentioned that Spain will take over the rotating presidency of the Council of the EU in a difficult period and that was radio newsreel time now for hit of the day on radio romania international
0: listen to dj project and lydia buble with your eyes
5: Și pasi trecuți Nu, nu m-am mai caută de-o vreme Nu știu ce-am făcut Dar cred că la tine e O liniște vie Și nu mi s-a părut Chiar de la început Nu să te las de mână Îmbrățișați în No kidding, I'm i
1: Romania International
0: the future starts today
6: Welcome to our Geopolitics Feature, I'm Kalinko Tsuyo. As an integral part of healthy ecosystems, pollinators contribute to quantity and quality of food, playing a crucial role in its production. Over the last few years, however, statistics are worrying, showing that wild pollinators have been in decline in the European Union, both in terms of abundance and diversity. This is the result of the increasing threat from human activities, especially the increasing turn-to-intensive agriculture with high use of pesticides and fertilizers. The decline in wild pollinators and its consequence on food safety, human health, the quality of life, and ecosystems strikes worries across society. Scientists and civil society Over a million citizens have called many times at the European level on decision-makers in Brussels to take decisive action against the loss of pollinators, including the recent successful European citizen initiative called Save Bees and Farmers. It was submitted to the European Commission in October 2022 calling for a transition to a form of agriculture that is beneficial to bees. Four years before, the European Commission had adopted, as a first, a European Union framework for combating the decline in wild pollinators. This initiative set long-term objectives for 2030 and a comprehensive set of actions to be applied on short and medium term. A new step ahead in protecting nature was taken recently as the European Commission adopted a new agreement on pollinators. This comes in the context in which one in three species of bees, butterflies, and hoverflies are threatened. The European Commissioner for the Environment, Virginius Sinkevičius, said,
2: Pollinators are crucial to reverse the effects of climate change. Without them, our diets and farmers would be poorer. Yet their numbers are declining and some species are critically endangered. Four out of every five flowering plants need pollinators. And we now have numerous pollinator species on the verge of extinction. Scientists say that one third of all bee, butterfly or, and hoverfly species are now in steep decline. And this decline is truly worrying. Pollinators need stronger protection. The extinction of pollinators would cause ecosystems to fall apart. It would quite literally be the stuff of nightmares. And we have to avoid that scenario. And the new deal for pollinators adopted today aims at reversing their decline by the year
6: 2030." About 80% of cultivated species and wildflowers depend on pollination by insects and animals which is why the loss of pollinators is considered one of the greatest threats on nature, human well-being, and food security, because it compromises agriculture's sustainability on long-term. Without pollinators, the population of many plants would go down and eventually disappear, along with organisms that depend on them, which would have grave ecological, social, and economic implications. The European Commissioner for Environment, Virginijus Sienkiewicz, took a more detailed look at this new agreement on pollinators.
2: First, it sets the headline objective of reversing the decline by 2030, and then identifies three main broad action areas to make that happen. Most of these actions go in the same direction. They tackle the root causes of pollinators decline. The first action area is better conservation of species and habitats. We will do that specifically with conservation plans for species under threat. We identify pollinators that are typical of habitats protected under the habitats directive and actions to step up that protection. This will also include a new initiative called Buzzlines, a blueprint for a network of ecological corridors for pollinators. There will also be a new push to enhance pollinator habitats in urban areas. The second action area is restoring habitats in agricultural landscape. It's easy to forget here in Brussels, but a massive percentage of the EU land area is farmland. So we are stepping up support in the common agricultural policy for pollinator-friendly farming. The third action refers to mitigating the impact of pesticide use. And we know that pesticide use is a significant factor in pollinator decline, so we need to mitigate the impact of pesticide use.
6: Among the courses of action is also the institution of a comprehensive system of monitoring in support of research by mapping the main pollinator areas up until 2025, as well as specific action to promote and consolidate dissemination of knowledge. Another priority is mobilizing society and promoting strategic planning and cooperation. Brussels assures us that it would support member states in issuing national strategies on pollinators. The European Commission and member states will also help citizens and businesses to act, including by raising awareness among the public. This has been The Future Starts Today.
1: This is Radio Romania International, cultural event.
7: Welcome to Cultural Event, I'm Ana Maria Popescu. In northeastern Romania, the old and beautiful city of Yash, the capital of Moldavia between 1564 and 1859, will host, early this summer, the eighth edition of a festival that has grown into a local tradition – Rock Another World. As the organizers put it, the festival explores music, arts, thought, people and ideas. The festival director, Roxana Patricia Abututel, gave us a few details about this year's plans. Rock Another World is reaching its eighth edition this year and we are happy that this community initiative designed to foster and promote values like altruism enabled this charitable event to have a positive impact and to be embraced by growing numbers of people. Just like in the past, the festival will be held in late June. More precisely, between the 22nd and the 25th of June. And we are very happy to have been able to preserve this timing because the 23rd of June was the birthday of Iwan Dan Niculescu, the man who inspired this festival. In terms of lineup, 2023 will likely see the broadest artist book so far. The first series of names was already announced in early February and the response of the public was more than positive. To give a few details, Madrugada, a very popular alternative rock band from Norway, will perform in YASH for the first time ever. They have been in Romania before and they had a great gig and a wonderful crowd. There are a lot of artists, local artists, that we have invited and have confirmed their participation, including Moonlight Breakfast, a Romanian band working out of Austria, a band that we and the festival hold very dear. There are also We Singing Colors, a band that has been with the festival ever since 2017, Orchid, another alternative rock band and one of the big surprises in previous editions, and Mihai Popovicu, one of the most highly appreciated Romanian DJs. Every year we try to prepare a full festival experience for our public, and this is why, apart from the main stage concerts, we will have electronica gigs with local and international DJs as well as a silent disco stage, the feedback for which has been amazing. Roxana Patricia Butucel also told us about what rock another world means apart from music.
5: Rock Another
7: World also has an educational component with panels and roundtables bringing together people from various areas. And of course there is the charity component. Every year we supported various causes precisely because we want our festival to have a positive impact in the community and to be a best practice case. In 2021, Rock Another World launched the Zero Waste Festival initiative. And we are proud to say that over the years we have managed to hit some of the sustainability goals that we had undertaken. And that was cultural event.
1: Next in this program, sports.
4: Welcome to Sports Weekend with me, Eugen Nasta. The Romanian tennis player Sorana Kirsta has qualified to the second round of the WTA 1000 tournament of Indian Wells, an event with 8.8 million U.S. dollars in prize money. In the first round on Thursday evening, Kursta defeated Australia's Kimberly Birrell 6-3, 6-2. WTA 83rd placed Kirsta will next stake on WTA 20th placed the American Madison Keys. In Bucharest on Saturday, Romania's men's national handball team play the Faroe Islands team. The fixture counts towards the fourth group as part of the preliminaries of the European Championship, scheduled in 2024. Austria is at the top of the As It Stands table, with six points in three games played. With two points each but with a different goal average following in descending order are the teams of Romania... Faroe Islands and Ukraine with one win and two defeats each. The first two teams in each of the eight preliminary groups secure their ticket to the final tournament, alongside the best third placed four teams. The European Men's Handball Championship will be held in Germany over January the 10th and the 28th, 2024. In news from football, this coming weekend we'll see matches being played, Counting towards the 30th and the last round as part of the Romanian Super League's regular season. On Friday, FC Botosan faces Dacia Mioveni, while Universitata Craiova goes against Uta Arad. On Saturday, FC Argeș receives the visit of Petrol Ploiești, while Rapid Bucharest travels to Ovidu in the southeast for a match against Faro Constanza. In Bucharest on Sunday, FCSB goes against Şelpsița Făgăraș, while in Sibiu, FC Hermannstadt takes on FC Craiova. In Ploiești on Monday, Kindia Turgoviste faces FC Voluntari. The 30th round's closing game is also the Cluj derby, pitting CFR against Universitatea. The fixture will be hosted by holders CFR's stadium. Ahead of the 30th round, Farul is at the top of the table with 61 points following are CFR with 60, FCSB with 54, Rapid with 52, and Universitata Craiova with 51 points. All these teams have secured mathematically their qualification to Group 1. Fighting for the sixth place among the upper echelon teams are Santa Vantogiorge and FCU Craiova. The other Super League teams will compete in Group 2 in a bid to avoid relegation to the Second League. And that's all from sports today. You can also access our sports items at rri.o and on Facebook.
7: You are listening to Radio Romania International.
4: Coming up next in the programme, here is Music Highlights. I'm Iljan Nasta. We have prepared for you today a fine choice of chamber music representative pieces. To begin with, here's an excerpt from the third part of Wilhelm Georg Berger's Sonata Quasi una Fantasia Opus 3 for viola and piano, performing a Leona Varvaricchi on the viola and Fausta di Mulescon on the piano.
8: Thank <laughs> you.
4: Next stop in the programme, here's an excerpt from Constantin Dimitrescu's All Too Familiar Peasant Dance, Opus 15, originally written for cello and the piano in 1891. The version you're about to listen to is the cut arrangement for choir and orchestra, performing as Radio Romania's Children's Choir, conducted by Eugenia Vacarescu Lecula and accompanied by the Concordia Chamber Music Orchestra. We end this week's music highlights with an excerpt from three leaders composed by tudor domitrescu on lyrics by lucian blaga accompanying vocal tina florin diaconescu is Doina Miku on the piano
9: Mergem de-apăruri spre soarea pune. Nu e sufletul spadă, de foc stim să-nteacă. Ah, iarăși și iarăși cuvintele seacă. Urtăm, fără lacrimi, o poală în strume. Și mergem de apururi spre soare. Yes,
1: Living Romania. Coming up next, Through the Looking Glass.
10: Hello and welcome to another edition of Through the Looking Glass in which we take a look at the latest decisions taken by the EU institutions, decisions that also concern Romania. I'm your host, Elena Enake. Stay tuned. The European Commission has recently approved a contribution of more than 160 million euros from the Cohesion Fund to expand and improve sewage networks in the Romanian county of Yash. Under the project, 256 kilometers of main pipelines and 312 kilometers of distribution network for water supply will be installed. The project would also build 23 water treatment plants, 43 water tanks, and 50 pumping stations, of which 43 will be located within the network and 7 in treatment facilities. Finally, 230 kilometers of exhaust pipes, 536 kilometers of gravitational sewers, and 4 new wastewater treatment plants will be built. Commissioner for Cohesion and Reforms, Elisa Ferreira, said, This new major project will improve access to water and sanitation services in Yash County. It is a concrete example of how cohesion policy improves citizens' lives on the ground. The project will improve public health and quality of life among the population of this country through access to clean drinking water and a proper collection of treatment of wastewater, which will lead to a decrease in the amount of pollutants in soil, groundwater and rivers." This investment will contribute to Romania's compliance with the EU Urban Wastewater Treatment Directive and create new jobs for the benefit of all social groups in the area. Completion of the full project is expected in 2026, complementing a project financed in the 2007 2013 programming period. This effort is part of a broader plan to improve the water and wastewater infrastructure throughout Romania and the county of Iasi.
1: You are listening to Radio Romania International.
10: Since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, more public and private services have become digital. This requires secure and reliable digital identification systems. According to a release on the European Parliament's website during the plenary session in mid-March, the European Parliament will adopt its position on the proposed update of the European Digital Identity Framework. The European Digital Identity enables the mutual recognition of national electronic identification schemes across borders. It allows EU citizens to identify and authenticate themselves online, without having to resort to commercial providers. It also allows people to access online services from other EU countries using their national electronic identity card. The European digital identity can be used for public services such as requesting birth certificates, medical certificates and reporting a change of address for opening a bank account, filling tax returns, applying for a university in your own country or in another EU country, storing a medical prescription that can be used anywhere in Europe, proving your age, renting a car using a digital driving license or checking into a hotel. The 2014 Electronic Identification, Authentication and Trust Services Regulation required EU countries to establish national schemes for electronic identification that meet certain technical and security standards. These national schemes are then connected, allowing people to use their national electronic identity cards to access online services in other EU countries. In 2021, the European Commission put forward a proposal aiming to enable at least 80% of people to use a digital identity to access key public services across EU borders by 2030. The report on the proposed update, which was adopted by the Industry Research and Energy Committee, emphasizes the importance of ensuring that national systems work with each other, are simple to use and that people have control over their personal data. Energy poverty is a significant problem in many parts of Europe as households struggle to pay rising energy costs. Eurofound data from 2022 shows that single mothers and other single women are more likely to have difficulties paying their energy bills than single men, according to an article published by the European Parliament. This is often due to lower average incomes and a higher prevalence of low-paid, part-time or precarious work. The gender pay gap in the European Union was still at 13% in 2020 and has only changed minimally over the last decade. It means women earn on average 13% less per hour than men. The cost-of-living crisis is having a negative impact on women's economic and social inclusion, health and fundamental rights. It also makes it harder for women without an income or with a low income to flee abuse and domestic violence from a partner to whom they are financially tied. Therefore, the European Parliament is working on setting up the Social Climate Fund to ensure that every European, especially those in vulnerable situations, have access to affordable energy. The Fund should finance concrete measures to address energy and mobility poverty both in the short and longer term. The Women's Rights and Gender Equality Committee met with members of national parliaments from EU countries on March first, ahead of International Women's Day on March 8, and discussed the gender aspects of energy poverty, hosted by committee chair Robert Biedron, The meetings featured guests such as Katarina Hebersbrunner from Women Engage for a Common Future and Juliana Walgreen, the director of the European Anti-Poverty Network. The event was a chance to exchange information, experiences and best practices in addressing the energy crisis and its social and economic effects on women. Dear friends, that's been all from today's Through the Looking Glass. I leave you in the company of music. Listen to Ina with one of her latest
11: hits. Personal Și trenul ăsta-i mai rapid ca interregional Emoții fluturind suma cu nerăbdare Aștept să ador pe tine Acum să mă trezesc la mare Să zâmbesc, să trăiesc, să fugim iar împreună Ca doi copii dragosti de valuri și de lună Sub soare la pus În ochii te mă pierd și zăresc Iubire, oare ce mai poate fi spus Doar vreau să fie Iubirea ta ce mă ține În orice ティーネ hey.
1: On Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International, simply folk.
0: Today's edition of Simply Folk features Dumitru Zamfira, an artist known for his virtuosity, as he can beautifully master no less than 15 traditional instruments. So to end today's broadcast, we invite you to listen to a tune performed by Dumitru Zamfira on two wind instruments, accompanied by the famous Cukirlia ensemble. With that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 7350 kHz in the DRM system and on 9770 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at twelve hundred hours UTC on 1780 and 21 470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at ri.ro channel one. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at rri.ro. Goodbye.